Hey everyone, I just want to welcome you to our second week in our sermon series entitled Wait For It. And we're talking about something many of us experienced in the past and all of us are experiencing it right now. And that is the frustration that comes when you feel like that you are stuck waiting for something and there doesn't seem to be any progress. In fact, if you stop and think about it, that is what has made the past few months so frustrating, right? We don't see any progress from day to day and you don't know if things are getting better better or things are getting worse. It's like no matter what you hear, you don't know who to believe or what to believe. And that is so frustrating. But you know, the most frustrating thing about waiting is because waiting always seems to lack hope for achieving that future that you desire or that I desire. And while all of us are in a waiting season because of the COVID virus, some of you, you are experiencing a very difficult personal waiting season right now as well. In fact, some of you, you're you're waiting for your health to improve. Others of you are waiting for a family member to break free from their addiction. Some of you, you're waiting for a teenager to stop rebelling. And, And some of you, you're waiting just to figure out what you should do with your life in this season. But here's the truth for all of us. Regardless of what waiting season you find yourself in, it always seems like when you're waiting, you're wasting time. And you know what? That creates a lot of frustration and a lot of exhaustion. And to be honest, it can create a lot of resentment and anger and sometimes even bitterness toward God. Because if you're a Christ follower, there's this very real sense in which you feel like you're waiting on God. I mean, after all, he could fix this if he wanted to. He could answer your prayer and give you what you want, but he isn't doing that right now. So you feel forgotten by him or or you feel like that maybe he's even ignoring you. And I just want you to know, Those are normal emotions to feel, which is why last week we looked at some advice from James, the half-brother of Jesus, that gives us a different perspective on waiting seasons. In fact, he, he told us this. He says, when you find yourself in a waiting season of life, you need to know that God hasn't forgotten you. Instead, he's preparing you. That in the midst of your waiting, you you can find joy, not in your problem, but you can find joy in knowing that God is at work through your problem. That he may not have caused it, but he can bring some good from it. Now, we realize that when you're in a waiting season, (laughs) that's not very satisfying to hear, is it? Like, what we want to hear is when is this going to end or how long is this going to last or what do I have to do to make sure that we speed this process up and get it over with? Because see, our primary concern is when will we get to experience our preferred future? But don't miss this. God is more concerned with your character being developed as you are on the journey. And here's why. Because your character is what you need to get you through the crisis and your character is eternal. See, your maturity is far more valuable than some destination that you may have in mind. So while you and I, we have this tendency to focus on what we're doing and what we're accomplishing and what we're achieving and and where we're going, God's focused on who we are becoming. See, that's the value of going through the struggle of a waiting season with God is what we become. 
Now, here's the thing I know about this. It's great to know, and I can tell you this kind of stuff all day, that in the end, there's some kind of payoff. In the end, there's something that helpful can come from waiting. But you know what? It still doesn't address the issue of what to do while we wait. Like, how then do I cooperate with God while he's preparing me? And that can be really tough to figure it out uh, during waiting seasons. We, we kind of get caught in this whole tension of, should I be aggressive and pursue opportunities and, you know, make something happen on my own? Or, or should I do nothing? Or does trusting God mean that I just sit back and not invest anything in the process? Because that doesn't seem helpful right now either. So what should you do? And, and all of those questions, and maybe even more questions that you've had, those are very important questions to figure out for this reason. Because because what you do while you wait will determine how you grow through the wait. Now, let me say that one more time. What you do while you wait will determine how you grow through the wait. Don't miss that. And here's why that's so important. The choices that you make in the waiting season, they have everything to do with who you become and not just what happens to you, but in you as well. Not only that, don't miss this. The choices you make during this season will determine whether you look back on this season of your life with appreciation for all that you learned or you look back on this season of life as a wasted opportunity and a lot of regrets. So today, to help us not have a season of a lot of regrets and, and wasted opportunity, we want to pick back up where we left off last week in James chapter 1. And we want to talk about how do I cooperate with God and make the most of my life while I wait? Now, if you weren't with us last week, James began this letter by, uh, by advising us. He says, I want you to consider, and that word consider means you need to pause, you need to think about it, you need to process it. He says, I want you to consider it pure joy whenever you face problems because we know the testing of our faith, what it does is it develops perseverance. And then he encouraged us, instead of trying to take a shortcut and escape this waiting season, he says, let perseverance finish its work so that you can come out of the waiting season, get this, mature and complete, lacking nothing. And you know, that's what we all want, isn't it? But see, we want that, but we don't want the journey that's going to take us there. Now, when you really stop and think about all that, that, that can sound so overwhelming of how do I persevere? How, how do I stick with the process that God is taking with me through? So fortunately for us, James continues by giving us some practical advice and how to do that. Specifically, he gives us two things. Don't miss this. He gives us two things that we need to ask for and that we need to develop whenever we find ourselves in the struggle of waiting. So let's jump in and discover what James says in James chapter 1, verse 5. Here's what he says. If any of you lacks Wisdom, And we should just stop right there and say, hey, James, thank you so much for being so kind. Because here's what I know. This is so true for me. I don't know about you. But this is not an issue of if I lack wisdom. I absolutely lack wisdom. I think we all know from our experience of waiting through this COVID virus, when it comes to this waiting season, every one of us lack wisdom. Now, don't miss this. When James talks about wisdom here, here's what he is saying. Wisdom is seeing life from God's point 
of view. And I'm just going to tell you, that is so hard to do in the waiting seasons, isn't it? And part of the reason it's so hard to do is because there's so many other voices that we're listening to. And what happens is whenever you're facing problems and even a pandemic like we're experiencing right now, the, the problems and the frustrations, they, they're very difficult. And what happens is we start getting overwhelmed with the complexity of it. And it's difficult to have this bigger perspective and this long-term view. See, it's, it's very difficult to remember the value of learning perseverance and endurance, endurance and seeing what God is doing to build our character in these seasons. Now, here's the thing. These lessons that we talk about building character and endurance and perseverance, those lessons, they sound really nice when you're telling somebody else as they're going through a struggle. But when it's us that's waiting, it's not so easy to see things the same way. See, when it's other people, we tell them things like, hey, you just keep believing. God, God is up to something, but when it's up happening to us, what, what do we tend to do? We lose our perspective and we tend to get frustrated and we start complaining because here's why perspective it always gets lost in the confusion and the pain of life when life doesn't work out the way that we thought it should that's why james says hey you and i what we need is we need wisdom because here's the thing without wisdom God will seem incredibly unfair, and what will happen is you'll find yourself becoming bitter and angry and resentful toward God. Listen, without wisdom, you don't have the ability to understand or see things clearly. It's wisdom that, you, that helps you see life from this bigger point of view and understand life when nothing seems to make sense. But I'm telling you, that's hard when you're feeling hurt or frustrated or forgotten. So James says, when you're in a waiting season and you realize you lack wisdom, here's what you do. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, which we all know that we do, he says, you should ask God. Now, I'm going to tell you, this ask God statement here, it is so important, especially in this season. And I'm watching this happen in so many people's life. I've, I've even kind of had to deal with this tendency in my own life in the beginning of this. See, this is important to ask God because our tendency can be to pull away from God when we're frustrated with waiting. See, we, we can slip into praying less, not more. And, and our prayers really start just being to only ask God for relief and to end the waiting. Not, not prayers that are really sincerely saying, God, I want you to develop me through this. See, what James knows is we need to ask God for wisdom because the tendency can be to pull away. But he's saying that's the worst thing you can do because what you're doing is you're drifting from the only one who can really make sense of everything for you. You're drifting from the only one who really does have the perspective to see and understand the big picture. So James says the first thing you need to do when you realize that you're in a season of waiting and you lack wisdom is you need to ask for wisdom to understand. You, you ask God for wisdom to understand that, that you are making like conscious decision to say, God, I, I want to understand what you are doing in my life. And, and you're making this conscious decision to lean into him 
Because see, waiting seasons, if you really stop and think about it, if you look back over your past, they are actually the best moments to experience God in a powerful, in a very personal way. See, it's the waiting seasons of life when, when God will make himself most present to you if you lean into him. And James knew that. And he promised that would happen when we ask God for wisdom. In fact, look at how he goes on to say this. He says, so if any of you lack wisdom, you should lean in. You literally should ask God who gives, don't miss this, this is so powerful, who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Now, th this statement here, it is so important and it is so encouraging. James says, it does not matter how frustrated you have been with God, how angry you've been with God, whether you started to walk away from God or abandon your faith or you started to drift, or even if you started complaining to God about how unfair everything seems. He says, the moment that you choose to lean into God, to ask God, he says, the moment you do that, he promises to give you wisdom generously without finding fault. In other words, without holding anything that you did previously against you. So James is saying, don't respond to your first poor response with a worse kind of response. J just because you failed to see life maybe from God's point of view and you became frustrated or angry with God and felt forgotten, he says, it doesn't mean that you just keep leaning away. He says, no, what you need to do is you need to lean hard into God and ask for wisdom while you wait. And see, that's how you gain a bigger perspective and, and you keep this waiting, it, it, it helps you not waste the opportunity to grow. That's what James is telling us. And then he gives us a second piece of advice. He says, but when you ask, when you lean into God, he says, here's the second thing you need to do. You must believe and not doubt. So he says, not only do you need to ask for wisdom to understand, he says, but you also need to ask for faith to believe. Now, that, that's important because faith says that even though there is no visible evidence of God's presence or activity in my life, he says, he say, what you say when you have faith is you go, even though I don't see that, is I believe that he's here, I believe that God cares, I believe that he knows best, and I am going to act as if I am completely confident that God is with me, even though I don't see him at work in this moment. And that is hard to do, because here's why. Waiting seasons naturally create doubt. See, when things don't make sense and you can't see any rhyme or reason to what's happening, it's very easy to begin to doubt God's goodness, to begin to doubt God's presence, and even to doubt his love, which is why James continues with verse 7 and 8 where he says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of a sea blown and tossed by the wind. And notice what he says next. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, here's the reality. We've all been there, haven't we? 
So some of you are there right now. Like your relationship with God is like this roller coaster. One day you're up, the next day you're down. One day you think God loves you, the next day you think he's abandoned you. Well, one day you're intent on trusting him, but then the next little thing comes along and it sets you back and it causes you to stop trusting. James says that never leads to a strong faith. James says, more than anything, you need to ask God for faith to believe, for the ability to live confident that God is with you, even if there's no visible evidence of God's presence or activity at the time. So, how do you keep believing when there is no apparent reason in that moment to believe? And this is so important. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. You regularly remind yourself of God's past faithfulness. I'm telling you, this is so important. When you are in a waiting season, you need to pause and you need to think back on times when God did what he said he would do, provided what he promised you to provide, and proved himself faithful to you. Because here's the thing. This isn't the first waiting season you've been in. It may be the longest that we've ever been in, but it's not the first. And, and I guarantee you that you have stories of your past times when God just showed up on your behalf and he was so faithful. So the best thing to do whenever your faith begins to waver and begins to shake is maybe pull out a journal and, and reread those journals. Remember those stories. Go back to those special places where God showed up and God spoke to you and God was faithful to you. Look back and remember because what that does is it refuels your faith. In fact, one of our worship leaders was telling me this past week, he says, I'm amazed at how many old, older songs are becoming more popular, songs that are 10, 15, 20 years old. And, and and I just thought, yeah, you know why? Because people are going back to those moments when God showed up in their life and those songs, there was these defining moments because what they were doing is they're reminding themselves of God's past faithfulness. See, if you don't do this, your present circumstances, they're going to so overwhelm you. And what's going to happen is, is you'll lose faith when there's no re reason for you to lose it. But you got to remember, God's past faithfulness, what it does is it puts your present, it pres your present context um, in, in, in brings it to focus and helps you get clarity that God is with you, which is why you need to remember what we started out saying earlier, what you do while you wait will determine how you grow through the wait. Now, I'm going to tell you, this season of your life, may feel like you're just wasting time and nothing is happening. But in reality, waiting seasons, I'm telling you, they are some of the most valuable times in your life. Because here's what they do. And this is what I've learned over my life. Is they give you the opportunity to learn and grow and then deepen your faith where it's not just based on emotion or getting your way and God doing what you want him to do, but you learn to trust and persevere and follow God no matter what. So as we're in this season of waiting, let me just encourage you, don't give up.
Don't begin to drift away just because you're not getting your way. Some of the greatest breakthroughs in life happen just beyond the moment when you're ready to give up. That's why perseverance is so important and so valuable. God hasn't forgotten you. God is preparing you, but you have to be willing to cooperate with him as he teaches you through this waiting season of life. So you've got to be willing to trust him even when there's no evidence of his presence or his activity. You've got to learn to live by faith and and not the emotions and feelings of this moment. So if, if this season that you're in, if you found yourself angry with God or you're frustrated because he's not doing what you want him to do or, or you're just kind of drifting away from God or you're on this spiritual, emotional roller coaster with God, would you pause today and begin to take a different approach? Instead of giving up, would you choose to grow up and ask God for these two things, for the wisdom to understand and the faith to believe now, last week, we gave you a prayer to pray, and, and many of you spent the week praying, and, and the prayer went like this. Heavenly Father, I know you haven't forgotten me, but I need you to encourage me. And I've heard from so many of you of how God answered that prayer and encouraged you in some personal ways. Well, this week, we want you to keep praying that prayer, but we want to add to it. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I know you haven't forgotten me, but I still need you to encourage me. And give me the wisdom to understand and the faith to believe because I desperately need it. I'm stuck at looking everything from my point of view and I can't see the big picture or make it through on my own, God. So God, please, please give me the wisdom and the faith to grow through this waiting season because I don't want to give up, God. No, God, I want to grow up. So would you make this part of your prayer this week? Every time when, when, you, when you're feeling down and discouraged and you're on the verge of giving up, like when you don't feel like it, when you're frustrated, even times when you doubt and especially when you are thinking, I just don't know if God's going to do anything for me and you just find yourself drifting away, would you come back to this prayer and just say, Heavenly Father, I know you haven't forgotten me, but I need you to encourage me. Give me the wisdom and underst- to understand and the faith to believe. And I'm going to tell you something. This prayer will begin to change your heart and your mind, but praying this prayer doesn't mean God is going to answer your prayers and, and your waiting season is going to be over this week. It doesn't mean He's going to put everything back in the way that you want it. But what it does mean is you're putting yourself in the, experience, in the position to experience God in a personal and a powerful way. And here's what I know. God's not bothered by this kind of persistent prayer. In fact, he enjoys them and he's honored by them. He's honored because you're choosing to trust even if the payoff doesn't happen immediately because you know the relationship and what he's doing in your life is so worth it. Will you have some doubts this week? Probably. But remember this, great faith is not faith that moves God. Great faith is faith that moves us to trust God when he doesn't seem to be moving. See, great faith isn't about I prayed and God did. Look at my incredible faith. No, no, no. Great faith is the kind that trusts God in the waiting seasons of life, even when I can't see God present and active in my life. 
So, so don't worry that you're still going to have moments where you have fears and doubts and, and the emotions are going to come and go. Just choose. Just tr- choose to lean into God and say, God, I need the wisdom and I need the faith to grow in spite of my emotions and my doubts and my fears. So make this your prayer this week. Heavenly Father, I know you haven't forgotten me, but I need you to encourage me. Give me the wisdom to understand and the faith to believe. And don't, whatever you do, don't give up. Because what you do while you wait determines how you grow through the wait. So as we close today, I want you to invite you to reflect and think about what we've heard through a song entitled, Trust It All. And the chorus is such a great reminder that whenever you are going through a difficult time, what you do while you wait, it's going to determine how much you grow through the wait. Feel free to sing. First of all, let let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this incredible moment where we get to pause at the beginning of our week in this moment in time and say, God, if there's something that we lack right now, it is wisdom and it's faith. And God, we need it. We, we need wisdom to understand and we need faith to believe that you have a plan and it's gonna be okay. God, I just ask right now that you'll help every one of us to lean into that. I just pray that as we come to you this week and and we pray this prayer over and over again. Heavenly Father, I know you haven't forgotten me, but I need you to encourage me. So will you give me the wisdom to understand and the faith to believe? God, I, I know that honors you because... We're leaning into you, and I pray that you will help us to continue to do that through this week. And then, God, as you give us wisdom and as we start gaining perspective, I just thank you for the joy that we're going to experience as we begin to see your hand at work in our lives and even through our lives. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Amen.